0: We're back with another episode of uh, our podcast. Thanks so much for for coming back. Um, As you all know, we are continuing on with our Harry Potter series, um, and we have new guests. So as always, I'm Dallas.
1: And I'm Paige.
0: And we're the real couple. And the guests that we have on this episode are actually my sister Ariel and her husband Bennett. Um, So yeah, if you guys want to...
2: Hello. Hello.
0: Hello yeah so um as we mentioned before um the order of this order of movies that we're going to review are being decided by the guests that we have on so uh yes we did start with Sorcerer's Stone the first time but that was just because the first friends that we recorded with chose that one so Ariel and Bennett uh which one did you guys select
2: we chose Goblet of Fire Harry Potter number four
0: yep and so yeah we we watched that together today and uh so um I guess just getting into sort of history of it did you guys both see this one in theaters or
2: I honestly can't remember I don't think I did that was so long ago I don't think I saw this one in theaters I think I watched it so we actually both read the book series? Do you want me to talk about that or not? Yeah, yeah. definitely. So, yeah.
0: So, real quick, um just to preface, um for years, Ariel was one of the most obnoxious people on the planet. What? She took great pride in the fact that she still didn't know how Harry Potter ended and That is true. and she wanted to go as long as possible not being spoiled, but also not finding out herself, and it was just that the is, the most redonk thing. And finally, at some point you decided, I I
2: finally decided that if I, I either needed to be okay being spoiled with it or I needed to read the series. Mm -hmm. So mom had read the series to us when we were kids, but I left for college and didn't finish it. So that's why I never finished the books. So it was last year. So like January of 2022, I decided I wanted to read the books that year. I gave myself the whole year to read the books. And Bennett decided that he was going to read the series with me. So we, we were, you know, downloaded them on our e-readers read through them by mid-March. We had finished the entire series, all seven books.
0: So January to March. Yeah.
2: Mid-March. not even Wow. Um, and we loved them. And I don't, th- had you ever read any of the books?
3: No, I just saw the movies at home. Oh, wow. Okay.
2: Okay. So then I read all the books and then after each book we would watch the movie.
3: Okay. So
0: had you have you ever seen any Harry Potter movie in theaters? No. Wow. No.
3: Okay. Um they didn't have the appeal that uh I was looking for. Okay. I, and I was fully aware there were kids movies, that's why I did them in the the security and darkness of my home. <laughs> um was any of your family into them? No. Mm. No, no. We uh that was never our strong suit fantasy. It was, it was mine. Uh, but they would not have seen that movie had I paid them money.
0: Wow. Okay. So it wasn't even like, you know, I wasn't really into it, but my sister was a fanatic or, you know, my sister at least, you know, watched them, but none of you guys. No. Wow. That is really interesting. Yeah. Very unique, I feel like.
3: Well, yeah. By the time they all came out, the youngest kid in our family was 18, 19 going into the army. Okay. And so none of them really were like, hey, let's read or watch these movies. I know it was a weekend that I was off of work and Ariel was at school and I had a lot of time to kill and I borrowed all seven or all eight, however many there are. I Mm -hmm. borrowed them all from a a friend and I just had a marathon. I literally watched all the movies within two days. Oh, wow. Okay.
0: So when, once you'd watched the movies, were you like, Oh wow, this is better than I gave it credit for. Or were you like, no, I never said that. Okay.
3: (laughs) No, it was, uh, it was about what I expected at that time. The kind of uh, caliper of those movies coming out, the Percy Jacksons and and all the other kind of fantasy stuff, it it was about what I expected, and uh,
0: so you would put the Harry Potter movies on the same rung of quality
3: as Percy Jackson. Yeah, I'd put them on on, on the same quality as a lot of movies. Okay. They, okay, they weren't that they weren't that good. I will say, and I, people are probably um, gonna find me and kill me because I'm making fun of their favorite movies, but Shotsfire. after reading the books and going back 10 years later, I was like, okay, the movies are a little more enjoyable. But when I first saw them, it was literally, I have nothing else to do. I'm going to watch these things. And as soon as I finished one, I told myself, I'll never take an opportunity to see this movie again. It was, it was not a great movie, but it killed time. Okay. And that's literally the whole entire series when it finally finished. And after I watched the last movie and everything happened, I was like, that was a forgettable weekend
1: interesting wow so ariel why did
2: you choose goblet of fire so yeah so going back just to reading the book series Mm -hmm. like i said january to mid-march we read everything i really enjoyed it there was a lot from the book that i thought i remembered like oh yeah Mm -hmm. i know what that and then after reading the books again i was like i did not remember anything and then watching the movies simultaneously (laughs) i i should say that i am um, a book purist and the book to movie transfers don't always, uh, they're not up to my
0: standard. There were so many things, especially I, with this series.
2: Yes, which I understand. The books are huge and it's hard to put all of that into a movie. You know, that's why they break up the last one into two films, mm. just to try to get all of it. And so I think, well, at first I was like, I had told you Dallas, I was like, I shouldn't choose. The fourth movie because I hate it the most. And you're like, well, that might be, that might be a vantage point that is worth it. So that's kind of it started as a joke for why we should choose four, but that's kind of what it stemmed from. Is I really, I think I enjoyed all the books. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's one that I didn't love, but I think um, the fourth movie might be the one that I,
0: yeah, like I it-
2: really can't stand. And I think it's just
1: because so much is omitted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it goes so fast. Yes. Through what it does leave in. Yeah. I, like I, each challenge yeah. is like four minutes of screen time, I swear. Yeah. Well, and I think the fourth book might
2: actually be the longest one. I, I think it's four or five. Long, one of, yeah. if not the longest. It, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, I did put in my notes that this movie is so rushed. And I do feel yeah. like this, of the series, this is the first one that when compared to the book, really fumbles the ball
2: F- falls short <laughs> yeah
0: um i feel like the first two are just like a nice magical experience yeah the third one has a nice vision behind it and the fourth one there's a lot of skill and talent involved in bringing this movie to life but there's so much
2: probably four through eight like i think four is where it really starts getting mm-hmm. dark mm-hmm. yeah it starts getting dark and there's so much in the books that you can't put into a two or three hour movie mm-hmm. well and the, something we talked about today too was we that need like, to break up all the movies into <laughs> yeah, from four on yeah. they all need to be two-part movies
1: well and something we talked about when we were watching it too was that um in the book the Durmstrang and bow don't arrive until halloween and then it's like there's so much time between each task right the tournament takes the entire school year which is not clear in this And no, it feels maybe. like the movie takes place in like three weeks.
0: Yeah. And in the book, there's a constant sense of, you know, I've got three months till the next task. I'm fine.
2: Right. And there's then, no oh, sense of urgency. Oh, I've only urgency. got two
0: months. Oh, I've only got X amount of weeks. I've only got days. I've only got hours. And yeah, there's that. We're moving closer and closer. Whereas in the movie, it's like... There's this scene, and then the scene after that is probably going to be the next task. Yeah, and it's just there's there's no we're getting closer or right before the task starts. You don't see
2: the calendar pages flying off the yeah wall wall (laughs) to show the passage of time.
0: Harry, are you prepared? And he's like, No, I'm stressed, and therefore the audience should be on the edge of their seats. And I'm like, Oh shit, okay. You don't know how to swim yet? Okay. Well, and
1: something we talked about while we were watching the movie as well was the stupid scene after the first task. When Harry gets chased around the castle by the stupid dragon.
0: Oh, during I can't, the first task, yeah. That,
1: sorry, during the first yeah. task, yeah.
2: It is
0: the first task, yeah.
2: That, I think that is my most hated scene in the entire movie. Oh, absolutely. Movie because, you, do you disagree?
3: We're, we're getting, we're putting the cart in front of the horse. Let's go back to the beginning of the movie, okay? Yeah, yeah. The stupidest part my first of all, A, the uh, key port. Porky. Porky. You were way uh, off. I know. <laughs> the is a boot. A used boot in the middle of the country, okay. Anybody could have just picked that thing up, right? That, that's so pointless. It could. I would have made it a sign. At least a sign would have a reason to be there. If some random person walked by and picked up the shoe, you're screwed. You ain't getting to the tournament. Secondly, okay, you have this giant city of wizards, and ten people show up and start shooting out their wands, and literally all these wizards that have known magic their whole lives and training and all that run like little whiny brats? At <laughs> what point did they forget that, oh yeah, we can do the same thing right back? I, I don't get it. It was like a 20 to one odds and they all ran like little cowards. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't make any sense to me.
2: Well, and one thing that I noticed in the movie is that I have trouble with the acting in the entire movie of
1: this one too, mm-hmm. but they Emma get... Watson's a little over the top.
2: Oh, oh Emma
0: Watson yeah, is so emotional so, beginning to end.
1: She's so angsty in this one.
2: I feel
0: like this is... Like, She's... she may be emotional in the others, but this is the only one that I know of where every line of dialogue she has is She's just on the verge so of tears. She's so verge...
2: dramatic in yeah. every delivery. But my thing is they get to the tents mm-hmm. at the um, Quidditch, Quidditch, World, Cup. The Quidditch yeah. World Cup, and they walk inside. you know, it's like, it looks like a normal tent, and then you get inside, and it's this mm-hmm. big old house. And But the whole beginning of the movie, from the portkey to when they get to the tent... Harry looks bewildered about everything. I'm like, people, we're in his fourth year. Why? I understand he grew up as a muggle, mm-hmm. but we're in his fourth year. At this point, the look on his face should be like, oh, yeah, magic. Yeah. Oh, yeah, magic. That's the explanation they for everything. They also
1: didn't tell the audience that they were going to the Quidditch World Cup. Yeah. yeah. Until but- they got there like i said there's so much omitted in this film. Yeah. they could have at but least they... like put in a throwaway line of like right hey we're headed to the world cup this morning
2: Yeah,
0: along those same lines hermione which... has to
2: tell them that breakfast is ready but she can't tell them that we have to get out the door for the yeah. world and cup going right off
0: of what bennett had mentioned um the port key i think they do mention in the book like these port keys were placed x yes. amount of time units ago so like it hasn't been sitting there for weeks waiting for some hobo to grab it. I think it was there for like maybe 24 hours, which that my brain is able
3: to say. You still like, have an opportunity within 24 hours to lose a boot. Right. I'm just saying. That's true. But That's at the same true. I like, what the hell's a boot doing here? Get rid of it.
1: Maybe they bewitched it so that muggles couldn't see it. And
2: that
3: would make more sense, but they don't say that. Mm-hmm. That's and true. They That's they what don't.
2: I was going to think. Because there's some explanations in the books where it's like, if you look at something, it'll just look like... Mm-hmm. Like the Ministry mm-hmm. of Magic, I think, does that. And Saint Mungo's, yeah, where it I'm just looks sure like a nothing. You can't
0: get to Hogwarts, or you'll, your brain will be like, yeah. oh, I forgot to turn off the stove. So or I was wondering mm-hmm.
2: about that for the port key as well, but mm-hmm. it just really bothered me how the entire beginning of the movie was Harry being like, what? How? Oh my gosh, this tent is huge inside. Instead of being like, wow, what cool magic! I now live in a magic world. Yeah. He he just it made him look like an idiot the whole first while of the movie. When it's like you're four years into this. Mm-hmm. Get yeah. with the program, Harry.
3: If you think about it, Hermione was a muggle raised with muggles too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Her experience was the same as Harry's. Apparently, the reason why nothing shocks her is cause she read books. She reads. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only difference between her and Harry is that she just read extra books. And apparently she saw all these situations and all these spells and everything else. I guess there's a book on the great gathering of the Quidditch. <laughs> yeah. Because she was like, I know exactly what's going on here. Quidditch I through read the a ages. Book three years ago. You yeah. Know?
0: The concept that Hermione like is so into like academics and stuff like that, but as soon as you're like, I have a book on wizard camping, she's like, obviously I want to read it because it's made out of book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One thing I remember uh, in the book, the first chapter with Frank the, the groundskeeper yes. seeing the fire up in the window I re- the concept of him just waking up in the middle of the night and there's a light on in this abandoned house that he looks after was blood chilling to me it was so creepy and eerie and then he he goes in and he's like oh a bunch of teenagers have broken into the house again and then he hears like grown men's voices and he's like what is going on and all of that is so creepy and then he starts hearing them and they're talking about they've killed a man and they have people infiltrating hogwarts and stuff
2: there was so much more detail in the book that we didn't get and i think that's a hard part between books and movies Mm -hmm. is when there's so much um description or inner dialogue Mm -hmm. you need to find a way to put that on screen like if you're not going to have a narration happening which harry potter films don't if you're not going to have a narration happening about and then i thought this or then this happened Mm -hmm. to like move the plot along then you need to somehow get that inner dialogue and description vocally Mm -hmm. and so there's a lot of like i think that's why we get you know those lines that are kind of weird like that like i think that when they kind of describe the porky like it's porky harry you got to touch it and we all have to touch it at the same time and then we'll go but there was so much description in that first scene about the old man and the abandoned house and seeing Voldemort that we really
1: lost mm-hmm. because well, we could only have the visual on it. In the much. book, Barty Crouch Jr. isn't there. Mm-mm. It's just That's Voldemort true. and Wormtail. Yeah.
0: And the cool thing about that is that uh, Harry keeps thinking that uh, Snape is a Death Eater or that uh, Karkaroff is still evil. And so they mention, we have someone infiltrating Hogwarts this year. We have an inside man at Hogwarts. And so as a reader, you're like, it's got to be Snape or right. it's got to be uh, Karkroff. Right. And then there's that part of you that's like, oh, well, no, he makes it sound like that person's just gotten to Hogwarts this year. So it's got to be Karkroff. And it, it really points to that. And so in the movie, when it's like, and this dude that you won't see again for quite a while, you're like,
2: Why do we care about (laughs) it? (laughs) Okay.
0: So, yeah, it takes away a lot of the suspense. Um, And going off of you, um, what you were saying about uh, taking away an inner dialogue, I feel like they really needed to go to the actor of Frank and be like, we're going to hold the camera on your face for a while. And line by line, you need to be just your face reacting to every line. You need to go from confused to shocked, to worried, to what did that mean? And we need to read what Frank was thinking in the book. We need to read that on your face. And so the director really needs to, down to the second, like eyebrows go up, uh, brow furrows, mouth open. But instead, he just kind of stands there just like, oh, 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 oh." What's happening? And it's that the whole time until he sees a snake at his feet. It's
3: like, okay. okay. That's the thing. In the book... The snake, which is a much better scene, the snake slithers up the stairs and past him, mm-hmm. and just totally ignores him. Goes in there, talks to Voldemort. Voldemort tells the snake, "Go get him." And mm-hmm. the movie is just like, "Say hello to our guest." And all of a sudden, I'm like, "What the heck?" Like, I don't, you know? Yeah, he is brought and into the I was room. Say, in, in, the in
2: the
1: book, book. don't mm-hmm. they bring him in they and do. like interrogate yeah. him kind of before well, they, they, they like him? turn the chair and he sees what Voldemort right. is <laughs> and part of his reaction is like what the hell is this thing
0: and he has a moment of like i fought in a war i'm not going to be afraid of death like there's a there's like a badass level to frank even though he has no idea what he's going up against um so yeah that's so different in the book um yeah so a
1: big piece of the book that they left out of this movie was the house, the house elves, elves. <laughs> yes. uh, Winky was huge in book yes. number four. No, she I mean. was at the Quidditch World Cup. She was at Hogwarts. She does so much
2: of Junior's bidding. Yeah, like she yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. she's um, his babysitter.
0: Yeah. Um, so that really so. takes away from how sinister he is as a villain. Right. We it really takes away don't from Spew. get.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Yes. I was going to
2: say, isn't this the book where we get to? But the other thing about, like, we lose all of the house elves, all of that story. We also lose Dobby. Like, Mm -hmm. he's he's in this book. And I understand why they did it to kind of streamline the story so we didn't have as many storylines in a movie that we really had to cut down. Mm -hmm. But it takes away a lot. Of the, we need to make up for that information in other ways.
0: Yeah, I feel like it really takes away from the lasting worth of the series. Yeah. Like things that make the books important. Well, and like you years. said, we
2: don't see the sinister side of Barty Crouch. We just, Junior, we just see that, okay, he's kind of this kid and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he leaves and we miss out on all the the terrible things he's doing. And then mm-hmm. by the end, we're just like, oh no. Well, and we also he, don't
1: get the story of the wife either. Of yeah. them switching Marty places yeah. in yes. Azkaban. Yes, that's right.
0: Because she can't stand to see her son just wither away and die that's in right. prison. And so she takes his place with Polyjuice Potion and then doesn't last like a month. And she just dies and they bury the body. Yeah, that's right. We completely forget about that. And then and then there's a throwaway him. line
2: at the end like, tell Azkaban they're missing a prisoner. <laughs> they're probably like, no, we're not.
0: Yeah. Um. And then... There's a whole, like, Barty Crouch Sr. keeps Jr. under the Imperius curse for, like, years. Yeah,
2: a long time.
0: A very long time.
2: Um, Going back to what Bennett was saying about the campground when everybody just runs away, that was Mm -hmm. one thing that I had was, you know, everybody's deserted. Harry gets knocked out unconscious by someone's foot. Like, okay, I suspend your disbelief on that one. But then he wakes up, sees Jr., and Junior's coming at him. Mm-hmm. You know, oh no, what's going to happen to Harry? Which
0: the concept that Junior Th- just lets himself be seen openly yeah. is insane. Right.
2: But then thank goodness that right at this moment when he's about to be who knows what by Junior... Ron and Hermione come running in. Harry, where are you? No one else is with them. No one. Just they let Ron and Hermione run back through this deserted campground that's flaming. And oh, good thing! And then Barty just runs away. And and we're like, then
1: all the Ministry people get there. I was like,
2: and
3: and immediately the (laughs) first thing they do is they literally put themselves in a circle and fire in each other's directions. like, you're an idiot How if you How did not they not stupefy another ministry worker? Yeah, like yeah. friendly <laughs> fire. You guys are brave now. Like, where were you while... Because everything started burning. It probably took a couple hours for that campground to finish burning. <laughs> where were they? Yeah, No one was there. Yeah.
0: yeah in the books, there's so much more like... Um, the Death Eaters show up and just the sight of Death Eaters makes the crowd panic because they don't know if Voldemort's already back. Like, should we just get the get the f out of here just because there could be more threat than just these guys um but then there's also a guy who owns the campground a muggle and they're like torturing the muggle and his family and so then there's this whole level of as soon as this situation gets taken care of we're going to have to Oh really yeah, don't modify they have them, like minds. floating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's the the uh chapter picture in the Yeah.
1: Book.
0: Um and so then once uh Junior throws up the dark mark actually putting that in the sky makes the death eaters panic because they're just doing this to like look like big shots but as soon as that's in the air they're like oh shoot i'm not that tough and they hightail out of there and so it's almost barty crouch jr calling their bluff being like you guys act like you're still death eaters but you guys ran for cover as soon as voldemort was taken down i'm the only one here who still has the cojones to openly support voldemort it's there's so much more depth in the book. It's insane.
2: Yeah. It's all that description that we lose. The mm-hmm. description mm-hmm. about... We barely... All we find out about the the death mark is that it's his mark. Yeah. 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 Hermione just says, it's the death mark. It's his mark. Oh, no. We don't get the history of why it's not used and why it's a terrible thing. And all mm-hmm. of that. We yeah. miss all of that. We're like, oh, there's a firework in the sky. Yeah.
1: And it's scary, I guess.
2: Mm-hmm
0: dark mark by the way just so it's said
1: um we also get really intense dumbledore in this movie yes Um,
0: right before we get there they also take us all the way to the world cup and then don't show us the world cup screw you like that's such a dope sequence in the book
1: well and they also wrote out uh ludo bagman
0: yes yes because they
1: had that whole like gambling aspect mm-hmm. of the world cup where fred and george mm-hmm. like get their winning yeah. yeah and like
0: yeah. and then they find out it's leprechaun gold which dissolves yes. after like an hour so they're like you owe us so much money but then it turns out he also owes goblins a bunch of money so he's trying to run away from all of his debt like well yeah, and there was insane. like a,
1: a thread of that story throughout the whole book of them like trying to track him down at like the different tasks mm-hmm. Nothing.
0: And then, yeah, they replace it in the movie. I just sort of picked up on it this viewing, but uh, instead they have Fred and George running gambling on each task, where he's like, place your bats, place your bats. Oh, oh. Um, interesting. Yeah, interesting, but not on the same level. Yeah. Um, But, uh, yeah, so intense Dumbledore. Yeah, that's
2: yeah. my next big complaint about the movie. Well, I guess oh, I haven't gotten all my big complaints, but... um angry Dumbledore like which we joke about and I know there's you know the internet's full of the memes (laughs) about it but in the book it literally says that Dumbledore asked him calmly if he put his name in and in the movie he runs at him like (laughs) yeah and he's just so intense and I'm like that's not Dumbledore
0: and like even if he yelled That'd be bad enough, but he grabs, like, he, yeah. he throws his hand but into there Harry's were, throat. there were
2: other times, like, it's not, that's not the only intense Dumbledore moment. Mm-hmm. There's so many times where he's, like, yelling for silence and things yeah, I'm like, Dumbledore that, is not a yeller. I also put in
0: my notes, the, Dem-
2: silence! Dumbledore, the- you know, he can command a crowd without
0: <laughs> Yeah, I yelling at always them. wanted to see just a silent, he puts his hand up, still with a smile on his face, just,
1: mm-hmm. Just Dumbledore does the quiet coyote. Yeah, and yeah. yeah,
0: and everyone just sort of has this like, oh, Dumbledore has something to say. Like, not that they're scared, just that everything this guy says is great. If he yeah. if he's putting his hand up to share more information, I'm eager to hear. Like Yeah.
2: He had the wrong
1: authoritative vibe in this film. Yeah. <laughs> it's
0: it really is demeaning to his character overall. So
1: something we talked about while we were watching the movie that I know Dallas doesn't fully agree with me on. But one book to movie change that I really liked was that instead of having Dobby be the one to give the Mm. gillyweed to Harry for the underwater task, um, they had it be Neville, which I thought was a good idea because he we already know that he likes herbology and plants. And so that just plays off of his knowledge and his proximity to Harry. Yeah. Um Dallas pointed out that it does take away from the overall effect of Dobby on the story. The but I th- liked that change.
2: I see where you're coming from. You know, the herbology tie-in. The thing that I realized later was that he has to steal the gillyweed from Snape. And I don't think Neville would do that.
1: That's a good point. Even
2: yeah. if it's just to help out Harry, he wouldn't he wouldn't Neville would not go up against Snape. That's true. Period. End of story. Like, he at
0: this yeah. point in the story and he's the, definitely not breaking into someone's the, office, right? He's certainly
2: yeah. not going to go and steal it from him. And so that part of it makes so much more sense for Dobby to, Dobby to Dobby. do. I agree with that. Because because I hadn't it's thought, not thought about even that. Hard for Dobby.
0: Yeah. Like I love that aspect.
2: Um. But okay. So that's task two. Should we hop back to task one that we were? Oh, yeah. the dragon. Yes. 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 So jumping back to the first task with the dragon. This is probably my most hated scene in the whole movie because. In the book, it's, like I said, I'm a book purist, so I really, I just want it to be the same. I know things have to be omitted, but the things that are not omitted can be left the same. Mm -hmm. So, But you have this task where, and the task is that they have to get the egg away from the dragon. Yes. That's all. Get the egg away. Do whatever you need to do with the dragon. Your task is to retrieve the egg. So you are telling me that Harry Potter... Who survived Voldemort flies out of his little enclosure, the dragon chases him, and nobody follows? Nope. You're telling me an entire school of professors who were saddened that his parents were murdered and are, you know, it's their life's mission to protect Harry Potter.
0: And we'll find out later, there is a prophecy. That he must be the one to take out Voldemort. Yeah,
2: (laughs) so he flies away with this dragon chasing him, and nobody cares for Harry's life. You're telling me Hermione just sat there, and she didn't yell at Dumbledore and McGonagall to go chase after him.
0: Everybody just takes out Rubik's cubes and yeah, that's a problem.
2: That's a problem for me. And then the damage that this dragon is doing
1: Yo. to the it castle... It rips apart the castle.
2: Destroys the roof, bashes through the Ravenclaw bridge.
1: probably has <laughs> ceiling on their bed. I'm surprised
2: the bridge didn't collapse. But they're letting this dragon destroy their castle, which I'm sure they're just going to repair with magic in mm. three hours. But uh, I think nobody... they're going to
0: force Filch the squib.
2: <laughs> but nobody <laughs> is saying back, like, brick, brick, hey, maybe we should
1: stupefy this dragon maybe we should right we have protect dragon harry. tamers on site and we're not like sending a weasley after it yeah that just bothers
2: me so much the damage to the castle and that everyone was just like well hopefully harry can figure this out i mean he's a fourth year he's too young to have entered his own name into this mm-hmm. competition but we'll let him go fend a dragon by himself but, like
1: why did they have to change that part of it? Exactly. Why did they have to make it a dragon chase? Why couldn't they have spent that screen time on the actual task? Yeah, that was in the book, and like d- spend the time making Harry learn how to Accio his broom from a great distance. right
0: summoning spend is so difficult in the book.
1: Where he flies around
2: to one of the things like, I've distract told
1: distract the dragon.
2: Yeah, one of the things I've told Bennett about this was. The reason I think that scene is in the movie is because it looks cool. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's a cool they dragon They wanted to scene. show off their CGI. You're, that, or you're trying to gather an audience. Hey, look at this cool dragon, dragon chase. chase. And what I told Bennett was, you had your audience. You had your people. You, You had your... People were not coming for that yeah. scene. You had your Potter fans. They were coming either way. They were coming whether you had this crazy dragon fight or whether you didn't. They were going to be there. Your seats were going to be filled. You didn't need to change it to to gather your audience. Your mm-hmm. audience was there. <laughs> I agree.
0: Yeah. Um, and it was really interesting, my last read-through. I had thought that it was like, well, in the book, it's just not very theatrical, uh, the, the first task. And as I was reading through, there's so much it's of like, very, yeah. uh, well, in the book, I think there's more than just the golden egg. And so the dragon right. is really, yeah, the dragon eggs. is protecting its authentic eggs. And so it won't leave and the nest. And so Harry has contest- to make sure to taunt it enough to leave its eggs open so that he can yeah. get in there. And
2: we also found out what the other contestants did to get their eggs. Yes. And this one, Harry's just like, I don't know what they're doing.
0: Yeah. I feel like with the second task, we at least get to see bubble face and half shark, but we don't get any of what they do for the first task.
3: Yeah. So to play devil's advocate with that, mm-hmm. when they talk about it's a binding contract, I'm pretty sure there's probably some magical unwritten law that you cannot interfere. Magical fine print. So I would say that's probably the only reason nobody went after him because it was like he's on his own. And in fact, Dumbledore says at that very beginning. Yeah, you stand One, alone. You stand alone, and so that leads into some the 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 two things that bug living crapin about me. Uh, not just the beyond the whole camp scene. So the first three movies, as soon as there's a hint of danger, it's like lock down the school, do nightly patrols. We have a curfew. We have all this stuff. You guys can't go into certain areas. They, they, they bend over backwards to keep the kids safe. In this movie, they're like, y'all going to die. You know, it's like, <laughs> Hey, if you're, if you, if you jump in this, you're probably going to die. It's happened before. Oh, well. And it's like the safety for these kids is like, We'll protect everyone else, but you three, there's a chance you're going to die. And it's just such a 180. It's like, boy, you guys really built up this whole, the kids are so important. we got to keep them safe. And now it's like, when it comes to a sporting event, if you die, you die. You know? (laughs) And then on top of that, the whole freaking goblet of fire itself, what a ridiculous and idiotic way to do things. And it led to that whole situation. Yeah, he puts that ring of age... Well, they never once thought that maybe somebody above age would put somebody else's name in there. Like, really? That never crossed their <laughs> mind? And then on top of that, I'm sorry, m- movie-wise, on top of that, yeah, it could have easily, easily been taken care of had they said, a week from now, we're going to h- come back here as a group, and whoever wants to be a part of it, we will sign them up. It's not like it was a secret thing, because every time somebody put their name in it, there was a group of people cheering them on. Mm -hmm. So everyone knew what was going on. They could have literally just said, we're going to have a sign-in sheet, y'all are going to raise your hand, and you're on the list. And that way, they'd be like, oh, Harry Potter did not do anything. It was just the most ridiculous thing to think, oh, this thing's foolproof. When they immediately have to say, well, we should probably put a ring of age, because now we have this stipulation. We should probably do this too. And even... You know, you learn later learn that what's his name is taunting him by saying it takes a really powerful spell to counteract that. It's like, well, okay. In the book,
0: he also has to like enroll Harry as the sole occupant of a fourth school. Yeah, that's he how to, he got Harry's name. Yeah, on the he goblet. has to tell the Goblet there's a fourth school that is only attended by Harry Potter, and Harry Potter is there, and it's
1: and clearly the Goblet doesn't understand the meaning of the word try in try wizard. Yeah.
3: <laughs> It's, yeah, it's not the quad
2: wizard, it, it, stupid it, it, goblet.
3: <laughs> they should have had a limit on what what enters. Once three things enter, you shut yourself off. Mm-hmm. You know, that would have solved everything too. Just saying.
2: I agree. That old magic.
0: Yeah. Ugh. Um, I I feel like of the books, going off of what Bennett said, this really is the first one where it's like, this world is pro child abuse. <laughs> like, we are we are totes fine with endangering children. Whatever, who cares? Um, Do we
1: want to talk about the second task?
0: Uh, are there other? Yeah, I think let's jump. Yeah,
1: yeah. I gave my two cents about liking the change. Right, the gilly of the gilly coming from Neville. Mm-hmm. Um, Dallas hates that they made the loved ones look so dead in the water water. they didn't look sleeping yeah Yeah.
2: well and i don't remember them floating in the air it's not the air it's the water but i don't remember them being like suspended
1: yeah they were because they had to like like, harry had to cut them free Mm -hmm. but i think in the book didn't he have to like get a jagged rock from the bottom and like yeah he didn't just slip it off Ron's foot foot
2: like he did in the movie well
1: because in the movie didn't he have like a blade strapped to his calf is that what that was
0: something like that yeah
2: yeah, no, he had it. It was much more of, like, a, a battle in the book and I thought for it him. Was, mm-hmm. I thought they were, like, tied up down on the lake floor, like, up to the rocks, and he, like, bashed the rocks against each other to cut the...
0: Maybe. Maybe
2: that was it. Um, but them just, like, floating up high in the water seemed weird.
0: Yeah, but, uh, again, going off of what has already been said by somebody, um, the concept of, like, everyone needs to compete, and these people are authentically like sentient beings that like have language and stuff but you still went to them and you're like hey we're gonna like put some hostages down here the contestants need to um go at them and there's going to be four weren't the mer people like oh i thought there were only going to be three like you had to have been like oh yeah there's a fourth he's uh too young for the contest he's kind of like the hope for the world oh should we go easy on him since he shouldn't technically be in this contest no don't hold anything back go just as hard on the scar-faced kid the scar-faced
2: kid i don't know if the mer people really follow the same um what did they call it? Moral construct.
0: <laughs> in the books, after the task, the Mer King or whatever, yeah, comes, comes to, Dumbledore to Dumbledore, and like yeah. Dumbledore converses with him, and the guy's like, "Harry would not leave until all the hostages were like taken yeah. care of." And Dumbledore was like, "No shit, okay, what a good kid." Yeah, That's they make true. Them look
3: like these like um, like feral sea creatures, mm-hmm. and it's like they're actually very sophisticated. You yeah. Know?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and in the book, it's much more of like a task. Mm-hmm. In the in the movie he you know hops in the water and then does his stupid little backflip and then goes down for five minutes
2: goes straight to them yeah. right in the book it's trying to navigate to where the mer people live yeah they have to find and that he's dealing and with then, like
1: the ghillie monsters right and, all and, of and the then they things. have to get
2: them unhooked and then and he's the first one that makes it and so then he has to wait for everyone else to show up and then still get back in time And this one makes it look like, you know, if they're like, you have one hour to complete this task, you swam for five minutes, you're there. Everyone else showed up in the next two minutes. And it's like, it just makes it seem like, oh, it must have been a really long swim. Right. Is this just a pond? Yeah. If it took you 30 seconds to get your, you know, tied it up um, to untie Ron's ankle and then everybody else just untied their people and yanked them away, whereas in the Book, it was, you know, Crumb has trouble getting Hermione out. Like, he's, yeah, he's, he's trying to like take her foot off, and finally, yeah, some, been, Harry
0: has to be like, use this instead. Yeah.
2: So, it was much harder to free them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this just seems like, oh, it was, you swam there, and then.
3: So, did they have a contingency plan for when the female, I can't remember her name, Fleur, Fleur she, I remember in the book, she gets knocked out relatively early Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. she's brought up uh, a surface and her captive is still down there. Do they have any plan to saying, okay, well she's out of the race. We better go save. In In the book, there's a
1: contingency plan.
0: Harry's like, I won't leave uh, Gabrielle until, you know, and so he saves her. And then as soon as he comes in after the hour mark, because he was saving a second person, everyone is like, Harry, the people who set up this task obviously knew how to take care of them. What are you doing? And he has that moment of, shoot, you're right. I wasted like a good 20 minutes. Okay, That but was
3: dumb. She gets back to the surface before he gets to the hostages in the book.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay.
3: So at what point were they going to say, okay, she's out, out of the race. Let's get that fourth one out of there. I
0: think they were going to wait till after <laughs> all know. the contestants and, and then be like, I mean, As
3: part of ocean
1: cleanup, they go and get Gabriella. Were they back? planning
3: on? Hey, let's see if somebody tries to get two. They just send down the or pool, the skimmer because it's the first time they had four. They never really thought about. Oh,
2: that. I see what you mean. Did they have a contingency plan to take her out before Harry got there, so he never would
1: have had to try to get two people? Yeah,
3: because it looks oh. like they were just like, she's down there. There's nothing we can do. You know. Yeah. Like, hopefully, Harry's a good guy. Yeah. Um, they
1: were banking on his
0: moral compass real yeah. hard. Hey, everybody. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, man, I love movies and TV shows and video games and comics so much, I sure wish I had more awesome toys and collectibles that I could decorate my home with. Well, guess what? I got you covered. There's a magical place called Blast from the Past. It's in Burbank, California. 3117 West Magnolia Boulevard, to be exact. You're going to want to go in. Pick out a bunch of stuff, make sure it's all awesome. You're gonna take it to the front counter, you're gonna pay for it, and boom! Now you own it. That shit's yours, legally. Your wildest dreams have just come true. Congratulations. Now you may be thinking, but, 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 but what if I don't live in or near Burbank, California? Don't worry about that. The people over at Blast in the past have thought of you people too. Do you have the internet? Of course you have the internet. You're a person, not some self-important anti-technology pro magic like wizard or something. Remember how mean everybody was about Colin Creevy just running around with a normal ass camera? And then it saved his life from a basilisk. So, yeah. Lay off a Colin Creevy. Anyways, go on the internet. Go to blastfromthepast.tv. Browse their website. See something you like? Buy it. They discovered how to harness the power of the U.S. Postal System. They're good at it. They'll send you your awesome new toys, swag, etc. And once again, that's now yours. Legally. Spiritually. Metaphysically. Anyways, stop by Blast From The Past. Either in person or on the internet. It's what your soul's been craving. And just to sweeten the deal even more... Guys, you're not going to believe this. When I reached out to the fine, fine folks at Blast from the Past, guess what they said to me? They said, if a single one of you so much as goes into Blast from the Past and has the audacity to mention the real couple, guess what? They're walking away with a free magnet. Are you kidding me? As soon as they said it, I couldn't believe my ears. Okay, so they texted me. I couldn't believe my eyes. I couldn't believe which, whichever lobe of my brain processes information. It's crazy, all right? Walk into Blast in the Past. Mention the real couple. You're getting a free magnet. Are you kidding me? Are you freaking kidding me? Why aren't you already there? Get over there, kids. Get over there, adults. Get over there, pre-teens, teens, all the rest of you. Everybody, go to Blast in the Past. Right now. Do it or else. Okay, so that's... Tasks one and two. Um, I can't remember where the Yule ball falls, but
3: there's a lot to talk about with the Yule ball. Um, I think it happens before task two because then okay. that's how they use Hermione as what's his name's Right. Yes. True. Okay. Um so they ruined my dress. A bit.
0: Yep, you two need to talk about the dress apparently.
1: In the book, the dress was beautiful and a different color. that's a different color. If you are going to
2: sew a dress if you're gonna go buy a bolt of fabric and make a dress in your costume department you can make it the right color and you can make it pretty i thought the dress was okay i I
1: thought it was so ugly
2: i didn't mind that i was very i was very upset about it for how much they had to leave out of the movie if you're if you're gonna omit other things but you're going to make this dress from scratch then stick to the book on that Mm -hmm. one that's that's where my book purity comes in like these aren't things somebody could argue that these aren't things that really matter like oh it's the color of a dress who cares I
3: could
0: argue that. okay <laughs> he's capable
2: but you're right if it doesn't matter then why are we changing it
0: yeah um one this thing is that...
2: a detail that is so easy for you to stick to mm-hmm. so easy for you to follow why aren't you uh
0: i don't know if you guys have you guys probably haven't seen the deleted scenes but you know the band that plays Yes. There's a deleted scene of an entire are uh, they called like song. the Wicked
1: Sisters or something sisters, like that? Yeah. yeah.
0: They have a uh, dance like a hippogriff. And it's a three and a half minute long mm-hmm. scene. Glad of they just cut them. that out. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh, it's terrible. It's yeah, garbage. it's awful. Um, Maybe we'll watch it later. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. One
2: of the things did you have to talk about the, U- like, the Yule Ball was kind of forgetful to me so I don't okay. have a ton to talk about um, the Yule Ball at one
0: point I think it, it may be right before the Yule Ball but at some point Madame Maxime eats a bug off of Hagrid's beard which is not in the book so terrible yeah um, gross uh, oh um, I do think one thing that this movie does really really well I really like Rita Skeeter the way she plays it
2: yes but we completely miss out this was something i forgot we miss out on the explanation of her mm-hmm. the book has so much more of her throughout the book like we see mm-hmm. her at the beginning for the first tasks and then really not again and there's so much more of her in the book and getting this inside information that's like why does mm-hmm. she have this information how did she find that and the, like she's a fly out, on the wall yeah and then they find the out bug. oh <laughs> she is a fly on the wall that is her yeah animagus animagus Anim- thank you animagus animagus um and so then we find out all of that and then hermione like captures her and mm-hmm. you know there's that whole thing that we, there's so much Lewis.
0: yeah and whole, we do like, miss out on the them. potter stinks badges and stuff in the book harry's reputation at the school is so important like and
2: it's going down because i think he's cheating
0: yeah and this is more mm-hmm.
2: kind of like well and he's every, in it every
0: every new story that rita skeeter writes just makes everything so much right. worse and in this and there's knocks one him down thing. a peg every time yeah. yeah
1: i feel like the actress played what she was given very well she yeah. wasn't given nearly enough yeah as like book
0: uh, right i think, no goals, i think you're right but... i think
1: the i think she
2: portrayed that character very well but we missed out on half of her storyline more than half of her storyline mm-hmm. when yeah. they were just like um, there's yeah. this annoying reporter at the beginning and then she's gone
3: yeah in the, in the in the movie she's more of an irritant, if anything mm-hmm. but in the book before she shows up,
1: she's like actually detrimental yeah. in the books
3: yeah and and she's they're they're told before that she's coming and that she's an evil person, and so they're very they're a lot more standoffish in the books with her, and you learn that she is a very she's just a despicable human being and in the movie, you're just like she's just an irritant That's
0: yeah. All. yeah yeah um there's another thing which like she she keeps going after harry which is kind of expected but then she goes after uh hermione as a bit of a slut because she keeps like she's with harry according to rita skeeter and then she's with crumb according to rita skeeter um but then she also go out, goes after hagrid and outs him as a giant and harry's like obviously he's a giant everyone's like that is not obvious giants are dangerous giants
2: Maybe that's why her storyline ends in the movie is because Madame Maxine eats the bug off of ha- Hagrid's beard.
1: Oh my god! Maybe
2: that's Does Rita. Does she eat she Rita? She just eats Rita in her <laughs> animagus form, and that's why Rita Skeeter's storyline oh ends I in the think movie. You're on to I think that's an Easter egg that we just.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Let's go with that.
2: I I like it. Yeah, because, I'm going with it because you're right. There's so much between Hagrid and Maxine. That she is Rita in the other
0: I don't... movies, yeah. No, I don't think so.
1: Oh my gosh, she totally got eaten at the Yule Ball, she got eaten off of Hagrid's beard.
3: Wow, uh, wow, uh, <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Yeah, <laughs> sure did. Um... <laughs>
1: There's probably whole like fan theories out there about that already, and we're oh like, we're so smart. Should Double... we talk about the third task,
0: or um, do you have
1: more Yule Ball?
0: Uh, just quick stuff I wanted to throw out. I hate. Crouch Senior in this movie. Oh, he's awful. I hate that. Yeah, actor.
2: he's not. He's not quite as refined as he is in the book. Yeah, yeah. The,
0: the way every line he has is very. What's that boy? Ah, uh, this is the Triwizard Tournament. Like it's he's obnoxious to listen to. He doesn't and then, have the confidence
2: that he has in the book. Yeah, he seems more timid in the movie.
0: Um, and then at some point, uh, he he someone pulls a dragon. And he's like, uh. Chinese short snout. It's like, what are you doing? Um, There's some... Oh, uh, Sirius uh, talks to Harry with the flu network. I don't like the way they do his face in this, where it's like made out of the coals. Yeah. In one of the movies, he's made in the flames, and it looks
2: a lot better in my opinion.
3: Yeah, it does. Um, It sounds like he's like
2: choking on the
3: coals burnt while he's doing it he's just yeah. like hey, like this really hurts you know like yeah. and it's just very yeah either that or he's like dropping a deuce while he's doing it and he's just like <laughs> take care of yourself i gotta flush you know he's just he's so pained it's it's irritating
0: yeah you actually pointed out that harry straight up writes serious black on a letter yeah in the he books does they, they and keep... then
2: in, in serious's response he says like meet me at 1 a.m serious he doesn't yeah. do yeah
3: yeah in At, the
2: books, don't they address it as him,
1: Snuffles?
3: He gave him yeah. a fake name and he told him... do They not... can't even do Padfoot anymore. Like, yeah, he actively yeah. told him, do not refer to me, don't talk about me. And the first thing he's just like, to who are they Sirius concerned? This Black. is for Sirius Black. Mm-hmm.
2: And then he... In the movie, they kind of mention, oh, we're not using Hedwig because they're intercepting more owls. But they were never
1: using Hedwig to go to Sirius. Because... They did until she got injured. Oh. That's right. Because she... Got injured when she got intercepted at one point, and she comes back with a broken wing. That's right. And he has to take her, or is that in a later one?
0: I can't remember. Yeah,
1: because he has to take her to Professor Sinestra because Hagrid's I, gone.
0: I
3: feel like that may be in. That's five. a
1: later book. Yeah. Okay, I'm getting it
3: mixed up. Let's could we, could we just acknowledge that they in the books and in the movies they act like human beings are this backwater cute oh fantasy. muggles muggles I'm just human beings. Are, are are so backwater and all this stuff. And yet in that time frame, they have telephones, there's telephone booths and the wizards use owls. Like really who's backwater? Here? Right. Like, let's yeah. be honest here. You know, one the of the castles lit by birds.
1: torches and candles.
0: Yeah.
3: Like nocturnal birds. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it just cracks me up when, you know, especially I forgot which book it is, but I, I think they're talking about Ron's dad. Um,
2: Oh, when he gathers the gadgets, like yeah, the Little so Mermaid. Like, oh, this is so <laughs> And he's <crazy>.
1: like <laughs> obsessed with learning how
3: do? a toaster works. Yeah, and-, and the most basic stuff. And you're like, okay, this is probably early 90s to mid 90s, the way that they dress and the cars mm-hmm. and all that. Like, you know, th- there was leaps and bounds technology-wise. We had
2: plenty of technology at
3: yeah, this point. And these idiots need a stick to do anything. They literally can't do anything without their wand. Just yeah. saying.
1: Good point. Good point.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, just going back through my notes real quick um when the schools arrive i hate that like choreographed bullshit dance number thing <laughs> that both bobatons and durmstrang do like if Hogwarts... and the
1: extended shot of the bobatons butts
0: yeah and like they they release i had no problem with that they release doves <laughs> to be like our whole shtick <sighs> is that we're graceful and then the other guys are like should we like do like a My musical number as well. And it's like, yeah, let's all practice. We'll walk in. We'll, we'll just beat the shit out of their nice stone floors with these sticks. We'll go, huh, several times. Uh, someone will do some parkour. Another person will like blow a dragon out of their wand. Like, what is going on? If it was Hogwarts traveling somewhere else, would they just be like, what are we going to do? I don't know. Maybe we'll release some that. pigs. Release some hogs into their dining quarters <laughs> right as we arrive. Like, what is going on? Like, I can't imagine... Hogwarts doing that same thing anywhere else. It's really dumb and I hate it and every time I rewatch the movie I'm like this scene is so cringe. Cuz um, they
2: just walk into the dining hall when in the book, right?
0: I'm pretty sure. They they just, no, do. in
1: the book they're gathered outside and they see okay. the the carriage fly in and they see the ship come right. out of the lake.
0: Cuz yeah, that's another thing. In the book uh they're told on the first night of the school year that these schools are going to arrive. But the schools arrive on Halloween night, like two months later. And so on Halloween, they're like, oh, the schools are arriving today. The schools are arriving. So they like go out onto the grounds and they're like, where are they going to be coming from? And then someone's like, is that a dragon coming over the mountains? And someone else is like, no, it's not a dragon. finally they're like, that's a giant carriage with a bunch of winged horses. And then everyone else is like, what's the other school going to fly in on? And then someone else is like, there's something going on in the lake. And it's like a big reveal of how they get there. Right. And in this, it's just like. Look at that. Here we are at Hogwarts. Carriage, boat.
3: Yeah. <laughs> After they literally travel however many thousands of miles, and as soon as the boat stops moving, they unfurl all the sails. Don't you know what a sail is for? That is a dog. Oh gosh, that would just, like, that bugged me so hard. I'm like, pick them up. They're not being used.
0: Yeah, the, the fact that they come out of the water, I almost feel and like it's, it's probably now. like they went from whatever their body of water is down, and that sort of teleported them into the Hogwarts Lake, and they came out like, yeah, almost this like is there a was lake. an underwater wormhole. This is wormhole.
3: not, no, they, this they is not continuous water. They, do they? And they talk that they use underwater caverns. They mention it. Really? Yes. Oh, I forgot oh, about I that. I forgot about that. They, yeah, they mentioned that they travel under underwater in underwater caverns, and it's connected. And so the ship has to be airtight. Mm-hmm. But at that point they have some kind of propulsion system. Why do you even have a mast? Why do you have sails? Why do you have that stuff?
1: Just to piss you off, Bennett. Yeah, it works. It should be a submarine. It's probably yes, some That's sort basically of what it
2: is. Well, yeah. well,
0: I think it's uh again, being devil's advocate advocate, um I think wizards like enchanting something that already exists. And if they had used a submarine, they talk about how if you enchant technology it has a way of like having a mind of its own which is why the uh flying car starts like living in the forest and like kicking harry and ron out and stuff it like it has attitude to it yeah
3: magic and if you did that same
0: thing to a submarine it would have that same attitude so they have to uh enchant a wooden boat that isn't
3: well i could make a wooden submarine dumbledore had no problem zapping all the all the street lights in the first movie—that's technology. That's true. He wasn't worried about that, was he? He was just going to town. I wish you could ones.
1: all see Dallas's face right now,
0: bro. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: The epiphanies we are having <laughs> on this episode—we're <laughs> the first ones to ever have these thoughts yeah. ever. What uh, else is just, in your notes?
3: It—it would have made more. That'd be like if the carriage had wings. And is being towed by the the horses. Like, wh- why do you have? W- it's pointless. Yeah. They they could have easily. I mean, are they, are they like, a pirate society over there? Like, what what is your what is your connection with a with a boat that looks like a like a whaling ship almost, like a, you know, a Spanish armada type ship? Like, they could have had a submarine esque looking thing that just let them go through the water. I, I think that was more of a British appeal in all reality, because of the movie. I think they wanted to appeal to the British, you know the way the ship was built and all that they just were like oh look this is a british looking ship i feel like it's fairly accurate to how it is in the book
1: written by a british author
3: yeah yeah that's uh, that's all that she essentially knows yeah yeah she can make up magic in all these worlds but she can't make a better boat all right Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) um you had mentioned when harry uh gets the letter from sirius he has to go up into the uh the uh not bird tower um, owlry the owlry there is so much bird shit on the ground. Yeah. For yeah. people who are magic and can clean things with magic, they're just like, can't touch the bird shit. That's yeah. that's holy. Every
3: surface is covered in owl poop. Yeah. Yeah, and the it's kids gross are in there. Up there touching things and hanging out, and they're putting their hands on the windowsills and looking at them like, bro, you just got like just Flirting dengue fever each or other. something. Yeah, you're, you're dead. You don't even know it. Asking each other to the ball, just getting yeah. doused. And then when the... <laughs> The owl bites him and he immediately puts Listen. it in his mouth. Oh,
2: I couldn't. Dude,
3: you just ate a filled rat. Like, why are you touching your like oh, that's disgusting. You just got the black plague. <laughs> um,
0: uh, let's see. What else had I written down? Oh.
3: Um,
0: again, going back, moaning myrtle is awful in this book. Or in this movie. Like she's
1: so awkward. Yeah, and,
0: and you pointed out like Harry just goes right up to Cedric and he's just like, hey. It's dragons. And then Cedric is like, hey,
3: bathe. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. And Get then... your egg. Go sit in a bath naked with your egg. And maybe you'll figure something out. Hint, hint. You know? Just mull it over in the and hot water. <laughs> and frankly, had it not been for Moaning Myrtle, he probably wouldn't have put the egg in the water. Because yeah. he opened it a second time. And he closed it immediately. Because he realized it's still making the noise. So would he honestly have thought, I'm going to put it in there? yeah
1: in the um, book he did right because wasn't he like in the bath for a long time and then he sees the painting of the mermaid on yes. the wall and then mm-hmm. that's what and he then is like oh sure. are there a mermaid and then he like starts putting it together i
0: think he says like is there anything other than the giant squid in the lake and moaning myrtle has this moment of yeah and he's like okay i'm on to something
1: oh,
2: okay um yeah. But we didn't have that much time in the movie. We didn't.
0: Also,
1: Moaning Myrtle just looks like female Daniel Radcliffe.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Um, There's that scene where Snape keeps, like, shoving their heads down to focus. Yeah, like, what
2: test are we taking that they can just talk through it all?
0: uh, Fred or George is like, who are you going with? And he's like, have you asked someone? And he throws the paper at Angelina and she's like, want to go to the ball with me? She's like, yeah. I love that whole scene. I love the way Alan Rickman plays Snape. Uh, It's so much better than in the books. I hate Snape in the books. Yeah,
2: Snape is pretty awful in
0: the books. Yeah, and Alan Rickman really... He changes him so that he is a redeemable character in the end. Um, So, yeah. Uh, But, yeah, let's let's finally get into the third task. In the book, it's supposed to just be the Quidditch pitch. Yeah. In the...
1: And in the book, the maze, there's stuff that you have to battle do yeah.
0: like there's, there's the
1: sphinx, sphinx with the um riddles mm-hmm. there's, there's i think like there's a, a giant spider mm-hmm.
0: there's a cloud that he walks through where as soon as he walks through it the world like turns upside down and he's yeah. like hanging from the ground literally
1: nothing like that happens no, in the book these, it's no, literally just maze. yeah mm-hmm.
2: um one thing i don't know if you had brought this up before dallas or if i came up with this on my own but it was probably me it, probably you're so smart yeah um, the fact that it's in the Quidditch pitch and the seats for the Quidditch games raised. are raised. Mm-hmm. So they're really high. So you... And the hedges for this maze are not that high. They're tall enough that you can't see over them as a person. Yeah. But the goalposts for Quidditch are way in the air. So the stands are way in the air. So the whole thing in the book that it's described is that they can see into the maze. Mm-hmm. They can see where each person is. They can see what tasks the um what are they called the champions Champions. Champions. they can see the tasks that the champions are having to do in there and so then they see when they get to the port key and they disappear Mm -hmm. they can see all of that and then in the book it's let's all sit on ground level with these hedges that are four stories high yeah um and and then the hedges close well and this
1: maze that looks like it's acres
2: yeah it's
0: it's, it's
3: like
2: 500 acres many 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 football fields worth and but um harry goes in and moody kind of waves at him and then the hedges close like they're trapped in there Moody
0: tells him to like go a specific direction like as soon as he's in moody gives right i know that but
2: but as far as the hedges like oh now you're trapped in here Mm -hmm. and nobody's gonna see you until you bounce back out from the point i was like
0: and uh, i'm not sure if you just mentioned this but in the books i think the hedges are
1: not that tall
2: i did mention that because i'm so smart too
0: Um, and yeah, they're way too tall. Tilo- well, and doesn't it tilo- mention
1: that they have teachers patrolling the edge like
0: on oh, stilts? Yes. Oh, maybe. Yeah, so um, that they could...
2: because if they So they can they see the flares, sparks. Yeah, if they if you had to send up your red sparks or whatever, the mm-hmm. teachers were closer.
0: Yeah, so because of that, um, I was waiting until now, but like with first task, second task, and third task, it would suck to be an audience member. As right. soon as they're down in the murky water, you can't see them. As soon as Harry yeets himself out of here goes awol you can't see anything that's going on it would suck balls to be an audience member you just can't see jack um so yeah then uh yeah there's not a lot that happens one thing about being in the quidditch pitch i can believe that they're gonna run into each other again but if it's a thousand acres they would never right run back into each other um so yeah they finally get to the uh, bottom Wizard line cup. is the
1: maze is too big. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Too big. And not enough happens. happens. Um, so yeah, they get to
3: the Wizard cup. It's a port key. They go a two
1: way port key. Yeah.
3: That's rare. They have to remind you of that because it was such a quick and stupid thing in the mm-hmm. beginning. He's like, Oh, it's a port key. Remember we used this, this McGuffin in the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. We're trying to do it again. And we have to remind you because it was such a poor Design, yeah.
2: So I just realized, we had complained about it being a two-way portkey, but in the book, do they talk about that being on purpose so that Voldemort can get back to Hogwarts?
0: I don't think so. I don't so.
1: recall. It doesn't sound familiar.
0: Okay. I do know... You know what I mean? That like if In 5, there's kind of a big uh, thing where Dumbledore talks about, like, you ruined Voldemort's plans in a big way because he was wanting to return that night Secretly, but you got back to the school and let everyone know that he was back. I think Voldemort wanted to just have Harry kill him okay. and then, yeah. Um, but maybe you're right.
2: So they get to the graveyard and mm. then,
0: and once I... again, we are blasting through dialogue. Yes, we are just the through the book. We get so much story and clarity yes. in that moment,
2: so much more description. And one of the things that bothers me is that. In the book, it makes it sound like, oh, we just landed here. That must have been a port key. In the movie, Cedric goes up to it. He's literally staring at it inches from his face, saying, oh, wow, it's a port key. Cedric could have grabbed back onto it. He could have touched it and, but, you know, wow, look at this. And just it could
0: have stranded Harry. Yeah.
2: And he, could have, <laughs> he could have whipped himself right back to Hogwarts, said, we were in some creepy graveyard. You know, Dumbledore could have gotten there. Yes, that, yeah like, yes harry would right. no harry still would have been stranded but there was just this aspect of cedric looking right at it and like he could have just touched it. i felt like he shouldn't have been near it they should have been looking at it from far away because then right after that harry says this isn't right we have to get back to the we have to, to the, get, back to, the have to get key. back to the cup and it's like well cedric was just right there and then suddenly they're too far it was one mm-hmm. of those where it was like we've landed oh look we're right next to it Five seconds later, we're too far away. We can't get back to it. Cedric is dead.
0: Yeah, and
1: and then we see our favorite creepy <laughs> fetus that just gets a baby. dropped into the pot <laughs> like a freaking sack of potatoes. Yeah, yeah. baby Voldemort is nobody
0: appreciates that. Mm. I- no,
1: no, thank you. Face not even a mother could love.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, in-, in there there is so much dialogue in the book where he. There is so much dialogue in the book where Voldemort like explains everything he's been through ever since book one on on Quirrell's head and right. stuff. It is so interesting hearing all that. He and
2: describes then, his history. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then
0: he, uh, the the Death Eaters get called in, and he sort of talks about how like you guys all abandoned me. And Lucius is like, well, no, I was good. And then they go into what happens in book two with the diary. And like, there's so much. Oh yeah, he
2: roasts his entire following. Oh yeah, right there. Yeah, yeah. and we don't get any of that. No, nah. we get no roasting of Lucius Malfoy. Yeah.
0: Um, and then yeah, immediately it's just like, all right, let's fight. Um, and it's quick. And in the book, I remember there's Frank has a line like all the ghosts that come out say something, and Frank has like a, um, yeah, that dude killed me. I'll I'll do whatever I can to help you take this dude down well
1: and in the book isn't it like once their wands connect isn't there like a gold almost like web or cage that like surrounds them as the the ghosts of the people are coming Mm -hmm. out isn't Um, it just more than the wands I think it's more than just a line
0: yeah it's so much more happens Um, but then he
1: like there's also more emotion when he sees his parents because he realizes like who they are Mm -hmm. he hears their voices for the first time like there's just so much more he hears their voices
2: for the first time Mm -hmm. i think that's a big moment like we have heard we have heard their voices in flashbacks of him being killed as a baby Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but then when he sees them in the mirror in book one he they just smile at him he
0: he hears his mom scream when Dementors come at him, but that's not.
1: But
3: I that's don't think not he, like their
1: loving
2: voices.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah, and for all he knows. So it's, so how old well like is he now? He's fifteen.
2: Memory. He's fifteen. Mm-hmm. At fifteen years old, he's hurt. Not only is he fighting the Dark Lord, his his uh, classmate has just been killed. He's fighting the Dark Lord, fearing for his own life. Sees the ghosts of his parents come out, and then he hears their voices. Yeah, like.
1: My, my one probably would have been on the ground. Right? Yeah. Well, and just like, they also give him like a pep talk. Like, we're yeah. so proud of you. Mm-hmm. You can do this. We love you. Like, we. It's a really heartbreaking moment to in the book. Help you. Yeah. It's
2: heartbreaking because you're like, this poor boy, like, he's having the only conversation he will ever have with his parents. And it's in a really tumultuous situation. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to be very finite. He can't just sit there and chat with them. And then it's there's also,
0: end. like, a uh, where the two spells connect. Like, that point keeps, like, moving almost like a reverse tug of war. And when it gets closer to Harry's, it, like, the wand is shaking. And he's yeah, having to, like, his wand really is, like vibrating. On. And when his parents start, like, we're proud of you and stuff like that, he gets more confidence. And that pushes it back towards Voldemort. And up until now, Voldemort's been, like... I don't know oh, what's going on, to but I'm still gonna win. Like, and all of a sudden he's like, "Oh shoot!" Teenage boy is, is pushing back. Yeah, so many details that get taken well, out. Well, and also, so. isn't
1: it like his Expelliarmus versus Voldemort's Avada mm-hmm. Kedavra? Mm-hmm. So like, just thinking about the difference in those two spells, like, yeah.
0: We get back. We uh, we have to deal with Professor Moody, Mad Eye Moody. Yes, I do like Brendan Gleeson's portrayal of Mad Eye Moody in this. Um, I. As much as I prefer it in the book, the fact that the eye is just, like, there, I do think having it strapped in allows the CGI edges to not be a problem. Like, it's easier for the special effects artists to work with it if it's strapped in and there's a ring around it. Um, But, again, once he transforms in Barty Crouch Jr., we get no more clarification. And Bennett had mentioned, like, in the book, the whole... How did Barty Crouch Senior die? What happened there? How long have you been here? When did you capture? How did you capture? Yada yada. It's all of it. Piecing
3: everything together, the deaths, the the stolen um, gillyweed. They uh, don't know holy juice potion. Yeah, they don't. They don't know. Yeah, they under, They realize. Oh, he stole it for that that potion. They don't realize yet that it's the house elf, but they realize why everything's happening, and that all just gets blown and then uh, Snape's just like he gets the thing he goes oh um, Polyjuice potion and he just sniffs it and walks out Harry's right there at least you'd have been like my bad I'm sorry I blamed you and it wasn't you
2: well and my thing is um, when Snape corners him in his office or his study or whatever Mm -hmm. and he's like this is veritaserum, and three drops of this, even Voldemort would be spilling his darkest secrets. Then they he get, bottoms they, up, yeah, <laughs> no, they get to um Barty Crouch, and Snape basically dumps, not gracefully, dumps the entire bottle of veritaserum down his mouth, and it's like dribbling all over his face. I'm like, I thought we only needed three drops, homeboy.
0: I feel like in <laughs> that moment he's like, this is how powerful this the my potions are. They're so potent. And then in that moment he's like. I want no mysteries left. <laughs> and I
2: don't feel like that is true to book Snape or even Snape as a character. I feel like Snape would have calmly walked in. He wouldn't have rushed it the way, yeah, um, the movie did. The movie, mm-hmm. the way yeah. the movie did. I'll, you know, Snape would have come in very calm, very serene, had a little dropper probably, and been like, "Now tell me everything you know." Mm-hmm.
0: I feel like somewhere in the books, there's also a moment where Snape has to go to Dumbledore and be like, "My dark mark burned again." I need to make contact, or right, it's going to throw up red gonna... flags. Yeah. So, Dumbledore, I need your green light. You need to cut me loose so that I can keep up appearances. And that's so interesting in the books.
2: Yeah, that really is. It's a it's a part that's completely
0: yeah. And oh, Karkaroff not goes an awol as soon as his as soon as his mark turns black, like, and then he gets killed off screen. Like, yeah, they just he... find his body in a shack. A
3: couple yeah, books later, and like. Eastern Europe, or something like that. Mm-hmm. When they're looking, yeah, but there's so many things that were left un, unanswered. The death of Barty Crouch, 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 whatever, and, and Crouch, <laughs> Crouch, anyway. His death, they don't talk about why he died, why they found him in the forest dead. They don't talk about when, uh, the uh, who the, the Russian guy, Karkarov
1: uh, or Krum? Krum,
3: Krum, Victor Krum. Who, why he was possessed. Mm-hmm. They don't talk about... In, in, every, in every single challenge, uh, the house elf was helping Harry and things were happening that they don't talk about. There's literally so many things that happened during the movie that it's just like, don't worry about it. It's the end. Mm-hmm. We're not going to tell you anything about it.
2: You know, by omitting the house elves from the movie, like I said, we have to get that information in other ways and they did a poor job of getting us all that information. I
3: think the book, they even talk about how Barty Crouch Jr. got the best on Mad-Eye Moody. And they talk about that. Like they do. That's the very beginning of how he started this thing in motion. And you have no clue. And it's just like, he's just sitting there at the bottom of that chest, half naked. And it's like, Oh, okay. Like how did this guy who was this, you know,
2: And all they really say is, "We'll get to you soon." Okay.
3: Guy used to be an aura. (laughs) He's feared. He's supposed to be amazing, and he's got he got jumped so easily. You know. Yeah.
2: I've I've been down here for the entire school year. Could you maybe get me out now? I'm feeling comfy. I'm I'm balding, and yeah, like please help me. Like, be there in a minute. We gotta do this.
1: I feel like this was the first movie where the filmmakers put trust in the audience that they had already read
0: the books
3: Mm -hmm. yeah and honestly probably at that point they had but Mm -hmm. the fourth movie in that was actually being produced it was probably such a huge sensation that it was safe bet to say they know what we're doing yeah yeah
2: i will say that is probably true because we dallas and i as kids went to see the first movie and then mom started reading us the books
0: was that okay? Yeah, yeah. So Interesting. We saw
2: the okay. first movie, and then we became mm-hmm. that fan base of now. Let's read all the books.
0: Yeah, we we mentioned how um, there's so much so much more with house elves in the book and stuff. Um, one thing that the book includes specifically that's like, oh, I would have loved to see that on the big screen. I is have the a note. One... Oh, the kitchens. Okay. Going down to the kitchens and seeing all the house elves working and how they work together and how all of them are like. Dobby's a weirdo, and Winky's suffering from depression, and that makes them is weird an as alcohol? hell. Are they like drunk? Yeah, because Butterbeer has, like, trace a amounts tiny of, alcohol, bit of alcohol, so it doesn't yeah. affect humans unless you're chugging, like, gallons. But with Winky, she's so drinking, small. like, a cup a day, and yeah. she is swashed.
2: I feel like if they were to have included the whole, you know, House Elves liberation force in this movie, that would have been a whole extra hour of mm-hmm. like that could be its own movie on its own yeah, yeah it's that, really interesting that could be a what do you call it side quest no, uh, like a <laughs> spin spinoff yeah the one other thing that i really am sad that we lose is um harry sneaking through the castle but using the marauders map mm. that's a big part of this one is him trying to get around and do things um because of spew i think is that whole storyline with the house elves they're trying to sneak around so he's got the Invisibility Cloak and the Marauder's Map. And the one big scene um, is when, I think it's... Oh, Snape... like when he drops his egg yeah. on the stairs? No, no, no. Maybe that's what was. but oh, he... Oh, right.
0: <clears throat> and Mad-Eye takes the map.
2: Yeah, it's the whole point of Mad-Eye taking the map. But Snape picks it up, and he's like, what is this? He's like, it's just parchment. It's just... I... It's nothing. And Snape's like, there's got to be something to this. What is it? And he's like, no. And then Moody comes up. He's like, why are you harassing Harry, basically? He's like, well, he's got... And so he's like, okay, he's got paper. Okay. And so Snape leaves, and then Moody's like, what is this? Harry goes, well, it's that. And he confides in Moody. There's so much trust Because... Oh, I think that Harry's under the cloak or something, but um, he... And that I can see him. Moody can see. He can see Harry, and he kind of shakes his head. That whole scene does so much for Harry being able to trust Moody. Mm -hmm. That we don't get... to to us Mm -hmm. in the film he's just a professor he's a new professor this year and he's kind of weird with the eye and everything else but in the book and in that scene specifically we get so much clarity for why Harry has so much trust in Moody because Moody really seems like an ally to him Mm -hmm. oh I'm not gonna rat you out to Snape oh I'll take this and he's like oh wow this map hey could I use this to to like be the good guy you know can I can I help fight fight the good fight and because I think Harry says oh I saw Barty Crouch and he's like oh let me look into that let me take the map and then we find out later that oh we're seeing Moody himself like or um Barty Crouch Jr he's taking the map to not out himself Mm -hmm. so that's really interesting but I it makes me sad that we lose this scene that really defines how Harry has trust for Moody
3: yeah I agree speaking of Moody just one more thing so he has to say like the ministry doesn't want us to teach the unforgivable curses, but i'm going to teach them anyway and then when he turns what's his name the little bratty kid malfoy malfoy into the weasel ferret yeah and uh the the lady's like you know you, you shouldn't be doing this stuff it's against the rules and they're constantly telling him like don't do this don't do this the dude is walking around campus chugging from a flask no one has any problem mm-hmm. not once he, the students are like <laughs> I wonder what he's drinking it's probably not pumpkin juice whatever they say yeah. it's the UK all the instructors can <laughs> see him doing it they're like hey don't do these spells don't turn we don't use this uh, polymorph whatever on students but hey that flask that you probably has alcohol hop to it yeah no you, one has any problem even with if that.
0: someone was like uh, you shouldn't be drinking on the job he'd be like it's not alcohol and they'd be like I just need to verify that's polyjuice whoa yeah. Like yeah, um, a couple
3: Serious quick things. Standards. I'm just saying.
0: Um, I want to throw out there uh, all the all the main characters in this have so much hair this year. Uh, both the Weasley twins, Ron, Harry. Uh, I feel like Malfoy has quite a bit of hair. Uh, uh, Neville has a ton of hair. Like it's insane. Um, leaving out the Dursleys altogether really sucks. Like their their chapter where uh, the Weasleys come to get Harry and it like freaks them out because they come through the the chimney is hilarious um and then after harry wins and he gets all the earnings he gives all of his earnings to fred Fred and george George so they can start start the joke shop shop. that's such an important plot point and in the movies it's just like they started a joke shop really with what money
2: they got some (laughs) yeah so i think the bottom line is that books are superior and i should stop watching movies that are based on books.
3: <laughs> I, don't, I don't agree on either one of those, but in this instance...
0: Yeah, I feel like this is one of the, the lesser quality uh harry potter movies and i was really looking forward to having a harry potter movie where you know after the first movie where we we're like it builds such a magical world and they did such a good job with casting and oh and and uh, uh
2: here's my sister and she's gonna crap all over it now well
3: but
0: yeah then the fourth one where it's like we it's not all roses all with this movies. Yeah, like <laughs> this one is
3: fun to rip on i just i need to say going back to my initial crapping on this movie when i first saw it I had finished watching all the Lord of the Rings movies that were out at the time, and all the Narnia movies that were out at the time. And so, I think I was holding Harry Potter to a standard it shouldn't have been held to, because now, like I said, i come back, and I haven't seen any really good CGI movies or or great movies in a while when I saw it again. But when I first saw them, I was spoiled with some really good movies, and I thought, this is garbage compared to what I've been seeing the last couple months. Mm -hmm. So... You know, I don't know if that's redeemed me or not, but whenever I come
0: across people who authentically believe that Harry Potter is better than Lord of the Rings, it's like, I'm sorry, you are objectively wrong out of your mind. <laughs>
1: yeah. Alrighty, Is that all we have to say I on think that's it?
2: that's everything that I had okay. to say on it. I And I will just end with, I don't hate Harry Potter. Right. I love the books. The books were, were a really fun read and I'm really glad that I read the whole series, and I'm glad that I read the whole series as quickly as we did Mm -hmm. instead of stretching it out over years from, you know, the books being released. But the movies don't hold up. Yeah.
0: And with how many complaints I have about so many of these movies, I've seen Goblet of Fire so many times, (laughs) and I'm sure I will continue rewatching it a ton. Oh, yeah. They're like comfort movies at this point. Yeah, I love this movie, and I hate this movie simultaneously. Yeah.
2: It's a hard one for me, and I don't think that they all go downhill from here. I think four is really bad, and I think movies after that. I think five also misses the mark on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there are redeeming qualities about some of the later movies. Yeah. I agree.
0: Yeah, and I think there are redeeming qualities in this. I think yeah. the the design of the dragon it's a good design. Yeah. Um,
2: it's just hard when you're trying to take a huge book mm-hmm. storyline and put it into yeah film format in not many hours mm-hmm. yeah. I agree. And, and then i'll get nitpicky about
0: mm-hmm. it <laughs> visually Matt eye moody yeah. i like the look yeah um well
2: so.
1: now that we've been making people listen to us for almost an hour and a half now thank you if you've made it this far uh we will wrap things up
0: yeah uh thank you guys for joining us thanks, thanks for thanks having for, us for doing this with us anytime um and yeah you guys can can listen to us on Bunch of different pretty platforms. much
1: anywhere you want to listen to a podcast you yeah. can find us we
0: list them on other episodes um, uh, you can uh,
1: follow us on Instagram at the dot real dot couple
0: you can email us at uh, the real couple pod at, at gmail.com. gmail.com and uh, we have an Etsy store where yeah. you can if you buy... want to buy
1: a real couple t-shirt go find us on Etsy and buy a shirt yeah
3: Um. Uh, oh do you want to plug your stuff yes so um I have a lousy YouTube channel, but I thoroughly enjoy doing it. It's on retro video games and vintage stuff. It's called Retro Ben Gaming. You can find me there. I also have an accompanying podcast where I talk about the history of those particular ancient games and systems. So give it a like. If you enjoy it, subscribe. Give me a thumbs up. If not, it's all good
0: yeah um it's uh, this guy knows his video games he
3: knows them well
0: um if you're open we can take a photo of your uh your gaming room just to you know add to our insta um instagram and because his game room is very very impressive it's really really cool so yeah just knowing that the guy who owns this room has a podcast and a youtube channel dallas has goals oh yeah yes he does um so yeah uh take a listen take a watch on on youtube and yeah um is there anything that you want to plug
2: um no i don't do anything okay cool cool. that's not she does a lot she does a ton (laughs) i raised three humans and i do not document it but maybe i should maybe Um, there's a lot of quotes that can fill a podcast there is
0: um so yeah i think that's everything thanks for listening tuning in Okay, bye. Love
1: you, bye.